0: That's really late, aren't they?
1: Yeah. What's the story? Have you heard from them?
0: No, I haven't heard anything. And no, normally, like, they'd have replied to a text or something, but no.
1: no okay, I better ring we Stuart and see on. what the story is. On. Mm. Siri, call Stuart Lawler.
2: Calling Stuart Lawler, mobile. <phone rings>
3: Hi, this is Stuart in the Blind yeah, Guys chat yeah. office. Uh, your message is always important oh. to me, but I'm on bus- holidays at the moment. Uh-oh. I'm climbing Kilimanjaro. Yeah. I'll be back in two weeks, so leave your name and number, and I will return your call. Thanks. You so
1: damn. You're a fucking slacker. Climb the fucking north side of a beer bottle. That's what you're doing. What a, <laughs> where's the... F- where Yan? I don't
0: know where Yan is. I haven't heard anything. That's not like him now at all.
1: Okay. God, we've got to go now
0: soon. Give, give him uh, a ring wait. as well, Lauren. Okay, hang on.
3: Hello. Hello, this is the voicemail
4: of Jan Why are you on voicemail? Currently as well? I'm not available. Why not?
2: We are on holiday That's in Normandy. We holiday? have watched the film The Longest Day and we have seen John Steele hanging with his parachute at the <laughs> church of the town in Saint Mercle. Ah, oh. so you can hear a lot to do. So I hope to be back next time, but you never know. Oh. Au revoir. Bye bye. Au revoir.
0: Well, thanks very much for telling us. He did tell us. He told us last show, actually. We forgot. No, I forgot. All right, well, look, um. That's hang a on, What am I
1: going to do? Because we've got to go now. Come on.
0: It's just the two of us. What are we going to do?
1: Uh, there must be somebody else Come I'll on, tell you what. Can... Do you know what we'll do? Do you know what we'll do? What? Warren,
0: calm down. It's okay. What we can do is we can spin the wheel and pick one of our, our listeners, our regular listeners, and ask them a thing. Spin the wheel? Okay. All yeah, right. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. 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 Oh, Okay. Okay. Gary. Okay. Have I got his number?
0: Oh, yeah. Gary.
1: Yeah. Hey, Siri, call uh, Gary Half Like Cough. Hey, Gary, is that you? Uh, yes, it's me. Hey, it's Oren and Clodagh here. How are you doing? Hey, how's
4: it going? How are you doing?
1: Listen, We're what are do you doing for the next uh, hour or so? Uh,
4: nothing. I'm, I'm just sitting around you, just chilling.
1: Yeah, bleeding typical. Uh Listen, <laughs> would you like to come on the show? Would you? We need you to come on the show. There's no, the lads aren't uh, calling, picking up the phone. We? it's we, all right. Look really? at yeah, the music is gone. I mean, oh, going yeah. to do? Okay, it's okay. It's uh, okay. You're free can you,
0: can you cover for the lads for us? Absolutely, no problem.
4: when do you want me to
0: start?
1: Okay, okay. At
0: the it's, beginning. At the beginning. At the
1: beginning. Here we go. Right. Okay, here we go. It's five seconds. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 76. And in, in a change to programmed, sh- scheduled programming, got him all of a doodah. You are my, all of a doodah. Because do my, <laughs> my, two, my two counterparts, uh, I lazy fellas, aren't here. But we do have Mr. Big Knob, uh,
4: Gary hoffman <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God.
3: That's going to
2: stick. Did my, sister, did
4: my sister tell you that?
2: <laughs> oh, dear.
4: <laughs> Is that- Thank God I don't have a sister. I don't think we've ever been
1: centred on blind guys chat, but we will be today. (laughs) This is is the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank the Lord that Gary Hoff has decided to pick up the phone and agreed to do the podcast with us. You're very welcome, Gary.
4: Thank you, thank you, and it's fabulous to be. I really appreciate this. Yeah, Thanks, well, the Gary. other two are slackers. That's, didn't
1: tell. Well, maybe Jan well, is there. Yeah, Jan not, did tell us, in fairness. Lola, yeah. And like he's climbing K2, he certainly oh. is. Yeah, yeah. Is K2 oh. the same as Kilimanjaro? I don't know about No, it's not. Kate, no it it's not. Is
0: it not? No, no. Mm-hmm. He's Kilimanjaro mm-hmm. he's doing.
1: Kilimanjaro's for wusses.
4: Wors- I think that now. <laughs> okay, do <laughs> it I don't
0: think you'd be able to do it. <laughs> somehow.
1: i get Larry
4: to do it.
0: <laughs> Larry'd do it, no
4: problem. How uh, is Larry doing? He's
0: great he's, yeah, he's, uh, been, he's he's okay he's
1: been sick for a little well again sick in last week but he wasn't too bad you know he was okay yes. he Just had a little bit of a little bit of uh, uh from the other end you know what i mean uh, let's, not, yeah. let's not go into detail
0: <laughs> he's in good he form he had some digestive issues he's grand mm. um we okay. found a little thing on his tail though yeah. so he's got a little <clears> uh, <throat> uh, they've shaved a little lump out of his tail so he's got a dent in
4: his Ooh, tail <laughs> okay <laughs> it's yeah it's he's just his style it, but
3: he's grand yeah.
4: He's, but he's he he gets sick pretty little. often though he gets he gets sick pretty yeah, often though he, he, does, he has yeah. a lot of allergies
0: and you know so his mm. tummy yeah. and his skin and his ears and yeah,
4: yeah. but like yeah. he's a
0: great little oh, fella he never
3: complains so he's a but good it's good. it's
1: funny because mm. I'm just gonna uh, ask you about the weather but uh, with Larry we've had a, we've had him today and it's been. I don't know. We had our week of uh, good weather in June, and that's our summer done here in Ireland. <laughs> but so it's been raining for the last for the last two weeks every day, and mm. uh, Larry just will not go out in the rain. And yeah. mm-hmm. this, last night and this morning, what time? I think it was around. We we went out sometime this afternoon, maybe at about three o'clock or something. Mm. Larry hadn't had a little a wee wee since four o'clock on Saturday. Afternoon Ooh. And he just yeah. Like well, hold on And hold on Just he, he'll like, sit it's, and look, it's raining
0: <laughs> You'll open the door for him And he'll sit in the doorway And look out And it's just like
4: we, just, We've got, got dogs like that too They they want to go But they yeah. look at oh, this yeah. And they go Uh oh, oh, I'm not going out in this I've got to literally take them I've got to bodily Throw them out <laughs> And keep them outside And then you get them. <laughs> 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 Eventually they'll go And do their thing And then I'll let them in <laughs> How many dogs do you have Gary? Uh, we've got three They're small little dogs now So we've got a a Duxie yeah. we've got a Yorkie and we've got a cross between a Duxie and a Jack Russell
0: oh lovely
4: yeah is the yeah, Jack Russell very yeah. yappy oh um not a, yeah fairly but not really the The Duxie and the Yorkie are very yappy they're more yeah. yappy than the really? than the bigger one yeah
1: anyway so you're you're going to fill in for us so let's let's start with the traditional question as if you were a mm-hmm. guest What's yes. The, what's the weather <laughs> like? Well, you the weather, well
4: you the happen. weather has been cold. Well, for us, it's been cold at night. It's been one or two degrees, maybe up to five or six degrees, Shit. and then the maximum temperatures have been about 15, fifteen, seventeen, thereabouts. But we've had quite a bit of rain in the last yes. few weeks, and that.
1: So, are you? Um, what season are you in now? Are you in we during? winter. You're in yeah, we winter. winter.
4: Yeah, yeah. Actually, we've been getting snow. Uh, well, where I am, we're in a quite a low-lying area, about twenty minutes from the coast. And I was doing a gig not far from home, and there were snowflakes in the air. Oh wow! Really? I could I couldn't feel them, but they were there. And then eventually the ground just became white. So really? then then it became cold. Oh so sure. Somebody then likes snow. Cold. In this, on this yeah.
1: podcast, I don't know who. He oh, was the, somebody right. likes snow. It's me. I love
0: snow. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love it. Well, somebody, somebody, if you remember, Gary, somebody asked for snow for Christmas from I did. from yes. and Didn't get it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I Aww. got
0: it. I got a very damp envelope with my name and address. Okay. On <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what I got. Yeah, I think that was the same year that Gary sent us the iPads. Yeah.
4: Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, this, I, still, I, I actually thought I, now now I wanted to ask you about those iPads. Yeah. <laughs> they <it> still work. <laughs> <laughs> they do,
1: and the great yeah. thing about them is they don't need any recharging. No, they don't. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I use that as a, as, a, as a karaoke competition. I said, right, well, I will donate the iPad as a first prize. And I rock up there with this iPad and, of course, the guy wins. I said, congratulations, he has your iPad. They weren't impressed. <laughs> 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 oh, was oh, oh, so funny.
1: When you're gigging, what are you doing? Are you, are you, are I, you, who I, are you playing to? What are you, what
4: uh, are you at? Well, but pretty much, uh, I play keyboard and, and vocals and that, but I also do a lot of karaoke in that as well. That's because I'm lazy, so I let the people do the singing. And so, the, um, so this
1: is just you, play, you playing the backing track while they're, while they're actually doing the singing. That's right, and are yeah. You, are and then you, are and you backing and then vocals there's, for them as well.
4: Okay. Uh, no, there's backing vocals built in. If they want me to back and vocal, I do. Um, and sometimes they want me to sing a verse, and they sing a verse type of thing. But some <laughs> some of the people are very. It's all about them. I'm oh singing God. the song. I'm <laughs> the, you know. And if they don't get to sing their second song when they want to sing it, then I'm in trouble. You know, I've, I've wow. got, I've got a. Oh really? Yeah, so, yeah. I know that no, it becomes very competitive, and uh, and of course they get drunk on top of it. So you got to deal with a guy. Let's see. I had a guy that asks me, "Have you got what was it? I can't think what the song was, but it was some some other Latin song that I didn't have." I said, "No." I kid you not. Within the same song, it comes to me twice more and says have you got that same song and twice more said i just told you i don't have it
0: still don't have it (laughs) no how about now (sighs) how about now
1: it drives me yet? bloody
4: mad, I tell you what. Oh,
1: so, you, so you, don't. It's not a particular uh, genre or decade. It's they can they can sing whatever they want if you ha- as long as you have it. And the- if I have
4: it, yeah, if I have it, yeah, I've got about five hundred gigs worth of karaoke songs. <laughs> wow. On a on a hundred. Okay, but look, a lot of them are copies. I think I've got about eighteen different copies of different versions of Frank's Sinatra's my way because you get um, Sunfly, you get Zoom, you get Sound Choice. All these yeah. different companies make different versions of the same song. Right. I so you, right, you, know, yeah. you know, so the backing tracks will be different, and then you get some guy. Okay, I want the Sunfly version of that. Oh, no, I want the Zoo. Ah, okay, <laughs> fine.
1: Somebody has invited me to a fiftieth birthday party in September, and it's going to be an eighties karaoke night. Um, that should be fun. Yeah, I don't know, but what, what, whatever, whether I'm going or not, I don't know. Because I only want to, I, on. I only want to, I only want to sing one song, but nobody knows it well. Well, it's it's uh, "Hung My Head" by Sting. What's that? What? Hung my See? head by Sting. Oh, I thought you said
0: hold my head. I also thought you
1: said hold my head. Oh,
4: oh my head. <laughs> it's about to fall off my neck.
0: Isn't that like a, one of those ones that's all one note nearly? Is that why? it's easier?
4: How does it go? Sing it quickly. Uh, early one morning. Oh, yeah. With time to
1: kill. I borrowed Jeff rifle and sat on a hill. Oh yeah. I see an old rider crossing the plain. I drew a beat on him to practice my. Get oh, ladies der- and gentlemen, <laughs> or O'Neill. <nonio. Yeah! laughs>
4: <laughs> That's me. For enough. one night only, thank God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can take off your earplugs now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, well, presumably you've got Beatles stuff and. Uh, oh the, yes, uh, yeah, I got a yeah, bit of everything. Got... Murder yesterday and. Uh, oh, yeah, v- yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, I used I used to have now. This was years back. We used to have to have the karaoke on on discs, and somebody gave me I kid you not, a Playboy version of Beatles karaoke. Oh. <laughs> all the guys, all the guys wanted to sing uh Beatles because there was all these pictures in the backgrounds along with the words. <laughs> oh,
5: okay.
0: So the video thing with the with the lyrics. Yes, 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 yes. Play, was play, it in Braille? Bunnies, Playboy
4: bunnies I wish it was. <laughs>
1: There's money to be made there in uh, in Playboy in Braille,
4: you know. Oh, should be. Well, I, I mean actually got I actually word. got I got a Playboy magazine in Braille about 5 years ago but I sent no. it back. Yeah, cuz <laughs> all, all now all the knobs on the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: my God
1: <laughs> So tell us when, when you're gigging though are you are you just around the area that you you're you're near home wise or yeah I'm near home
4: no you, look i I'm near home first, look' I've got my... you're
1: a blindie you're not driving
4: no look i oh, well I wish I could <laughs> but i I failed the eye test when I went for my license so that's they wouldn't give it to me <laughs> um <laughs> That was a shocker. You the white yeah. cane. You should, you should have dropped the, the cane in the car. Whereabouts are you again? You're. I know I'm, you're South
0: Africa, but that's a huge country, right? So I'm
4: in Durbanville in Cape Town. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. the gig's actually about five, six carries from where I live, but now the work is scarce, so I'm going to have to branch out. So I spoke to a guy last week, and we teaming up, putting together a bit of a two-piece, and he's uh, prepared to travel. So I've got the wheels.
1: And is he just going to be the roadie, or is he playing? No,
4: well? no he doesn't. He doesn't play, but he 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 sings and he harmonizes very nicely. I Brilliant. had him at, I had him around on Friday. We done a few things together, and uh, you know, if if uh, I'll bring the keyboards along and the backtracks and that, and uh, we'll we'll do it like that. Uh, it's, what, what, what? it's
0: hard to do that, isn't it? It's hard to harmonize yeah. just on the on the
4: fly. Underhof. I'm I'm lucky to have perfect pitch. So wow. um, so I'm, I'm very lucky to have that. So I'm very blessed. So how does that um, work,
0: Gary? How do you, is it just something you're born with or
4: Yeah, I Clona, I could understand music and notes before I could talk.
0: Wow. That's
4: the best way I could explain it. I was understanding songs and music before I was speaking full on sentences. I would oh, that's incredible. I my aunt had an organ. In her, in her lounge and the radio would be on yeah. and I would associate the notes with what I was playing and I'd play the same notes I couldn't play chords and anything but I yeah. would follow the on the radio and I would learn the C's five up from the G for example and I hear that songs oh. in C and I would sort of work out where the song is gonna go to wow. just by hearing what, what, what note the song is playing and go from there so then I went for organ lessons and um, at the age of five Wow. So, and I started it from there. So.
1: And did wow. you learn to read music?
4: I did, but I, I battled to remember it. it, it for yeah. me, it was very confusing reading Braille normally and then learning a whole new language and music in Braille then you might as because well listen to it and, and then and I then just learn it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Because
0: mm. if you because you were you, you learned Braille as a very young child, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. so because it's weird because you're using the same symbols, but they mean different things. They mean so, totally
4: different things. It's yeah. it's like you a word for a car is a car, now suddenly you change the word for that thing you're writing. now it's gonna be called a chair. You know, it's yeah. it's it's totally yeah. different. And then and then the, the teacher there had the audacity to say to me you must stop listening to what you're hearing, and you must concentrate on what your fingers are feeling. But don't listen to what you're playing. But that's you know, very. Try, 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 and try, and not to hear what you're doing. Yeah, and I, yeah, said, that's I said,
0: exactly it, I you're, said you were, to her,
4: yeah. I said to her, how do you expect me not to hear what I'm playing? It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's something that's in me. You, you can't help distinguishing yeah. what you're hearing. Because oh, they used crazy. to get very frustrated because I couldn't remember the braille, but because. I would hear it and I would just follow my ears and yeah. they didn't like that because they're trying to teach me one thing and it's not going in, but yet I'm getting it right, but yeah. not the way they want to get it right. <laughs> You're
0: showing them up. That's what it was,
4: Gary. <laughs> I love it. People have brought songs to me. They come in and they sing a song and I've got to hear what they're singing and I put chords to it, etc., etc. I've done that a few times for a few people. Mm. Um, or they come with a guitar and they say, these are the chords, arrange it for me and I'll put a nice bass pattern or whatever, whatever they want with it and make a nice little arrangement for them. There was one lady in particular she couldn't harmonize at all. So then what i done is I would literally have the music playing in her ear and I would sing what she must sing and then she would sing with me and then we'd do that second voice like that and then the third voice like that. Wow. So eventually I got her to get her own harmonies like that but it was a serious, serious workaround because She'd get confused on the third note of the yeah. of the sentence, and you' got to sort of do a punch in on that third note and so
0: she'd slide you know, from
4: like hope and a, hope yeah. that she's going to get it right this time, but I tell you what yeah. the gratification when when you finish that and you realize that you you got it right and she it got it right. Yeah. yes but know? she
0: can't she can never replicate that herself in real life no because she no. just can't
4: that's no amazing. but that it's fine she got it right then and there uh w- yeah. with my help i mean you you need help with things sometimes you can never do anything. Fully yourself, but there are some things you need help with. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, hats off to her for getting it right. In, in any case, you know, how did blind guys chat actually start? I mean, who came up with the idea? How How did it? God um, knows. Yeah, <laughs> you know, how did it come <laughs> into fruition, and then, and then uh, to actually just oh. sit down and actually go and do it.
1: Oh, uh, hmm. well, okay. It's a short. Well, I'll try and give you the short story. I mean, the short version. Covid had a lot to do with it. it? it? it yeah starting COVID. Mm. so we started in uh, mm. in September 20 September 2020 uh, the previous couple of months mm-hmm. before that uh, the company that Stuart was working for uh, wanted him to do a webinar on Microsoft Teams um mm. and I was uh, a champion in work for Microsoft Teams Jan knew about it as well Stuart and Stuart of course did as well but we we -hmm. all couldn't we three of us together kind of couldn't work out um how to use it anyway efficiently Mm -hmm. on our own so we kind of got talking to each other and then we decided Stuart said well will we do this Will you we both do the webinar with us or with Mm me and so we did and we, we we talked to people in Microsoft beforehand and trying to get some things changed in Microsoft Teams before we before we did the, the webinar to make it more
0: accessible to
1: make it more accessible mm-hmm. and which is which is great um, and then we did the the, the webinar in whatever it was June or time and mm-hmm. we thought it went well we got on we got on very well they kind mm-hmm. of a
0: natural chemistry you know like the just the
1: yes 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 it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. uh, then we we kind of we, that was kind of it and then believe it or not I was about to ring Stuart on uh at exactly the same time that he he rang me and he so said I really really enjoyed <laughs> that yeah <laughs> or, or the fact that we were sitting beside <laughs> each other um <laughs> 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 he said, "I'm going to ring you now." Okay. Oh, I was thinking about ringing you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, but he said, "I've got a great idea," and I said, I w- "I'd like to do a podcast with you and Yan mm. And he said, "That's exactly what mm. I was going to say." And he said, "No, it wasn't." I said, "Yes, it wasn't." It said, no, it wasn't. So after about ten minutes, we decided that it was my idea, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we rang Jan, and Jan said, "Yeah, sure, whatever." You know, uh, he was. And how great. did and you guys meet, Jan? Well, Stuart knew Jan from uh, from Vespero because Sam was the international sales manager Mm -hmm. uh, for Vespero. So he knew of him already. So that's how we kind of, the three of us, got talking together. Okay. All right. And then we kind of, you know, when we had this idea, let's do a podcast. Mm. We we thought well, no point in doing it. Our just myself and Stuart because we got on mm. really well. Jan yeah. and he's good crack. So let's do. Let's see if he's interested. And, and yeah, thank the Lord that he mm. was. Yeah, he was he was he was interested. And, and uh, uh, yeah, we we just then we had months and months of of trying to think of a podcast name. It mm-hmm. wasn't that long. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> wasn't. It, out. <laughs> it
0: just fell down. It was about two weeks of like, how mm. about this? No, that's stupid. Yeah. How about this? No, that's
2: stupid. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, blind, but the name itself, Blind gas Chat, it's so informal and laid back. I, I think yeah. that's that's what that's what grabs me because I I'm not a big formality, yeah. stiff type of guy. I I like things yeah. to be informal. I don't want, jokes in we between.
1: want. We didn't want to be like some other podcasts by. By blind presenters. Don't blind mention hosts, any names. Don't mention that. You know, where it's very mm. formal and it's very <laughs> yes, it's very yes, well rehearsed yes. and it's very yeah. you know, and it's all yeah. about me. Yeah. Uh, mm. You know,
2: because
1: mm. it's
0: we, not about it. It's not about
1: no, advice. it's not. It's, Correct. It's, yeah. it's really lazy. We don't. You know, we come yeah. on the show. We go into record. We have an idea of what, what we're going to talk about,
4: but you just uh, take I think it as get, it comes. Yeah, you yeah. just take it as it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's nice. And sometimes I often find I find that that's the best way because you get such good results when you. I was recording a story with a with a friend of mine. She just came up with an idea of, she just started laying down a track of, and just saying what was going into her mind. Mm. And she was playing the role of this chick that lives all alone. And she's, you know, there's this weird person next door. And I just thought, oh, well, and I'll suddenly take up this part of this weird guy next door who's wondering about this lady next door living with her crazy mother. And I sent this to her and she, oh, you bought into this. And then we started putting this whole thing together. And it eventually... We made about nine episodes in conjunction, and then the 10th episode, we had to get together. So I said, to her, well, let's, let's do a WhatsApp call. You sit in front of your PC, you record your bit. I'll yeah. sit in front of my PC, record my bit. And we, we have the conversation on WhatsApp, which, uh, yeah. you know, it eases up the, so we don't have to do it via Zoom or something. Yeah. Uh, and then there's no latency in the recordings and things like that. And then she sent me her recording. I put it all together put a couple of sound effects with it and there you go. Oh, it was a lot of fun.
0: In the early days, it was a lot of faking of, you know, trouble and like going to HR and all that nonsense. And like some yes. people took was it really good, seriously. It was fun. I, enjoy, they, no, I enjoyed it. it was I, real.
4: No, <laughs> I mean, I it knew it was real.
0: Like it wasn't
4: real. No, I knew, no, just, I don't messing. know how people thought it was real. I mean, it's just messy, but <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I thoroughly, I still sent, I still sent or an email saying, uh, there should be a bit of a, fight between someone and you know, you know put in fist hits and or and say to me no clara doesn't do violence at all it won't yeah. work, it won't <laughs> work. <laughs> no, i don't i really don't i get upset
0: about conflict in general i'm like Is no, it? enough <laughs> of the fighting because <laughs> people i think that's what it was, was some some people are emailing and like we we get some em, we get a lot of emails that aren't for reading out they're just for like you know hey i just wanted to say this to you not for general mm. consumption but like yeah and there was yeah. there was one particular um person and they were really upset about it they were like you know this is like are you gonna break up is it gonna is the podcast gonna stop like please Girl, don't I fight so.
4: oh <laughs> they thought you guys are serious oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. surely you can tell the difference Ah, yeah, I think so. You know? They're I just mean, such really? fantastic actors, yeah. though, you know? Yeah, was... <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So
0: convincing. You
4: know, what I must tell you, and you can edit this out, because um, this is not about me, which it's not supposed to be. This is just a noise. <laughs> so You're the guest you host. Can... <laughs> it can be about That's you.
1: That's the only song okay. you know, Gary, yeah.
4: Joe okay. Okay. Ray, me, me, me. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, took a, I took a story from an audiobook. And the guy read the story incredibly well. It's like a 45 minute story. So what I do is he would, I, record, I took the MP3 and I would parrot fashion, say what he says directly after him and record that on a new track. Yeah. So okay. now I've got, I've got the, the vocal tank down. Now I go and I put in all the sound effects to match the story, 45 minute story. And it took me about two weeks to do the whole thing, but yeah. it's a nice feeling. So you got the story, not my story, obviously written by somebody else. And there's the whole sound effects and everything in it, and yeah. I thoroughly enjoy doing that. Yeah, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy doing that. Yeah,
1: I do too. I oh, like?
4: Yeah, I can, I can, I'll send yeah. it to you guys if you want. If oh, you please want. do. Yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. yeah, All right, I'll do that. And
0: can people yeah. download
4: it? Can people access it? No, well, oh, well, no. I can put it up somewhere, but I mean, it's, it's. As I said, it's not well, my story at pull all. you can on
1: the Blind Guys uh, E Oh,
4: okay. We, yes, don't, we, don't, we can buy just it. We
1: launched this evening where you can buy t-shirts and mugs and. Uh, oh. What else are we selling? We're selling Blaine Gordon's uh, his, his, shortcuts, his shortcuts, his shortcuts to um, oh yeah, to using iPhones <laughs> and computers.
3: Yeah, that's yes, that's yes, sale. yes, so yes. That's
1: very. Great. We're having a sale at the moment, actually. So oh, lovely! Saying, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's only it's only 150 euros. Uh,
4: you're such a mess. And so we we we'd be happy and to. Hang take on a your, second. If you having a, if you having a summer sale, what are you going to charge? me Because it's winter here.
0: You don't get the discount. I'm sorry, Gary. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Full price send, for Gary. Send, send <laughs> a, de,
4: send a, send a delayed discount for when it's my summertime. We'll, tra- yeah, we'll yeah. throw in a bit of snow to anybody Oh, okay. In, Thank, in, you. In yes. yeah, Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. There's damp envelope in the post. Listen when we go. <laughs> 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 will, we, will, we,
1: will we go on to our guests? Uh, so this, this week, yeah. we have, if you remember, we had John Sweeney on, uh, on episode 75, and it was yes, so good yes, yes. that I wanted to split that interview into two parts because I didn't want to do too much editing because uh, I was lazy, but John was great as well. So this is love the second John. part. We love John. This is the second part of this interview, and I begin asking him about food security. Do you think there's like a, an issue with mortality for fish and, and, and oysters and such uh, long term?
2: Yeah, I think we're, well we are experiencing here in Ireland um, what NOAA call a category four marine heat wave, and um, what this means is that the waters off the west coast of Ireland here they're four degrees warmer than they should be for this time of year, and really when you get ocean waters warming up to that extent. Oceans can dissipate energy and dissipate heat very effectively because the water can move and recirculate heat much better than the land can. But four degrees is an enormous quantity of heat to be building up at the surface. And I think we are beginning to to suspect that there are certain ecosystems in the marine environment which will be troubled by this. First of all, seagrass, um, is, yeah. is is one of the the plants which probably will suffer firstly but yes you're right shellfish oysters um, aquaculture will not like those temperatures partly because as water gets warmer it can hold less oxygen so you know fish are not going to like it particularly either but of course fish will move and f- fish stocks will migrate away to colder waters. So I think uh, you know it will have consequences in terms of moving fish stocks away from those warmer water areas, but generally if it persists much longer, and it's been going now since about April here, then I think we will begin to see damage being done to the marine ecosystem, mm. um, which may be very unfortunate, very hard to recover from as well. So. Uh, You know, you you might think, oh, warm water at this time of the year, let's go for a swim. It's going to be lovely. Um, But it may have consequences for the ecosystems down the road as well. The same also what you have
3: in the Great Barrier Reef there in Australia. is also really uh, suffering from the uh, rising of the temperature. The the bleaching, yeah. I mean,
2: this is probably the canary in the mine um, ecosystem because... We know that, you know, if you get to two degrees, coral reefs will be gone. You know, I I, I I suspect as well, conditions on the Great Barrier Reef are actually much worse than have been publicized by government sources, because there have been a, a, a series of bleaching events there over the past two or three years, but certainly that's a, an ecosystem it 's going to be under acute stress now as as the ocean waters warm, um, so it's, uh, you know if you if 've got grandchildren that want to see the Great Barrier Reef, mm, get them there quickly. Go quick. <laughs> John, I was yeah. going to
3: ask one of the things i and it goes back to uh, what Jan said a little while ago about kind of politicians and people taking responsibility because obviously it 's a global problem, and I sometimes think that some countries take this far more seriously than others, and then some countries don 't seem to take it seriously at all. And if, if we're not doing this collective, uh, I suppose, move to try to fix this, are, are we kind of going to be in trouble anyway as a, as a global population if some countries are not pulling their weight?
2: We are. And, you know, I, I have to confess I've become more pessimistic over the past five years than I was. I was really optimistic after the Paris Agreement was signed that we were getting to grips with this problem, yeah. and then I started looking at the pledges that countries had made, and um, the, the the way in which their emission trajectories today are simply not matching the pledges that they've made. Uh, they've made pledges for, you know, carbon neutrality. They've made pledges for 2030, and in many cases they're nowhere near those. Um, so there seems to be a political divide between. The people that make the promises that these international agreements and the short-term politicians who then uh, advocate business as usual uh, yeah. back at home it's, it's very easy to to engage in a phenomenon that uh, sometimes it's called whataboutery in in english well what about china what about india why should we try and yeah. you know in the end of the day I, I think that's a morally bankrupt argument, really, uh, because you know we all have to play our part as yeah. citizens of the world, and there's no point in shaming and pointing the finger at countries uh, and saying on that basis we shouldn't pull our weight, because I think ultimately, you know, if we're to solve this problem, we have to set an example uh, that we can do this, that we can reduce our emissions by the promised amount, and then point the finger elsewhere. Uh, And to be fair to the European Union, uh, they have been in the lead uh, in these areas. I mean, the 2020 targets were met in the EU as a whole, despite the existence of uh, laggard countries like Ireland, uh, who didn't really get their finger out and and properly uh, comply with their obligations. And I see the same thing happening now For 2030. There will be very much uh, more progressive countries, especially the Nordic countries who are always in the lead in these things, um, who will uh, make the necessary uh, sacrifices, who will change society to the radical extent that's going to be necessary to meet their obligations. And then there will be those other countries who who will simply not try hard enough. And then there will be a third category. There will be those countries who have uh, got a colonial past, those countries who are feeling that why should we be deprived of economic growth because Mm. of um, our colonial history? Why shouldn't Mm. we be entitled to the same standard of living based on the magic fossil fuels that we in the developed world have uh, founded our prosperity on? So those are the categories where I think we will need to look more closely at how do we bring the developing countries of India of China into a more responsible approach to reducing emissions and that will that will necessitate us taking hard choices in terms of transferring the necessary funds to ensure they don't make the same mistakes that we in our generation in the developed world have made
3: i always wonder too is there more that needs to be done around i know we think we talked about this last time you were on the show john but around just people's own uh you know personally what can what can i do what can anyone do sometimes it feels such a mammoth issue mammoth problem but what can individuals do just to because if we all do things then collectively things might get better little practical things that people can do
2: yeah i mean there's two dimensions to this, or the first dimension is uh, yes, that's, we that's, should. That's Stuart. Cause oh, Stuart, you know, I beg your pardon, uh, no, Stuart. No, no, it's, no, it's okay, John. But I was just
1: because I was just about to butt, butt, butt in and, and say, well, perhaps Stuart, what you should do first of all is get rid of your limousine. <laughs>
3: but, I, but I love <laughs> my driver. limousine. I love my driver. Yeah, but you won't even go electric, you know? Like, no, you know. I love the sound of the engine.
2: <laughs> 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 sorry, John. <laughs> go on. Now I'm in big trouble, haven't I? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we are, okay. Well, no, I, I, as I say, there's two dimensions. The first is, yes, we should do what we can as an individual. And there's a lot of things we can do to reduce our own uh, contribution to the problem. I mean, uh, we should be more efficient with our energy use. We should cut down on our transport, especially our flying. Uh, we, we should start walking and cycling more than... And, and driving if we can but having said all that you know i i don't think there's any point in naming and shaming people because we also need guidance from a top down approach we need governments to give us a pathway to give us leadership to show us that there is an alternative to what we're doing at the moment and to foster and subsidize and help us get onto that more sustainable pathway so there's an element which I'm a wee bit wary of, whereby, you know, corporations and the big fossil fuel industries try to pin the blame on individuals. Uh, and in reality, individuals, yes, we have some culpability. But you know, the, the big guys out there that are greenwashing furiously are the people that we should be primarily targeting uh, and primarily addressing in terms of of getting them to change and give us. Uh, options for the future so uh, you know i i I don't really come down heavily on people who who maybe drive a bit more than they should or have the occasional flight more than they should because i think you know that we we should be getting more guidance and leadership which we're not getting from our political leaders at the moment
3: now Oren, i hope that answered that for you
2: well, I still so
1: want you to get rid of your limousine.
5: Gas Steward limousine. for president in that way, you know. Then he Thank can you, yeah. give us an example. John, what yeah.
1: do you what What do you feel? Because I know I, I think this is being floated around about the future generations commissioner uh, to be appointed in 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 countries. What what do you oh, feel yeah. about that?
2: I think that's a great idea. Um, we have already got one such person appointed in Wales. Um, there is a future generations commissioner in Wales, and I I was at a recent. A conference on well-being, and these issues came up very strongly in the conference, that of intergenerational equity, that the future generations commissioner would look at what we were proposing to do in developments and in policies today, and pass judgment on, well, does this increase or reduce the next generation's options for sustainable living? And I think that's an important dimension that's often left out of the equations because our politicians, for example, think in terms of five-year cycles election, of re-election. Yeah. You know, the, uh, somebody said the first job of a of politician once elected is to plan for his, his or her re-election in five years' time. Uh, and that's the paramount concern. It means, however, that you know, there's a short-termism approach um, we see it with, for example, house builders. Uh, we see it um, with with big corporations where profits for the shareholders for the next three or four years is what's important. But, you know, you don't look further than that down the road. And a, generations, a future generations commissioner um, has that angle which if they're given enough in the way of authority and they're given access to decision makers to impress upon them the importance of considering the next generation could make a good difference. I know in Wales it has forced a rethink um, in many areas of development where you know, the futures commissioner will say, hold on a minute, that's fine for three years or five years, but it doesn't help the the, the young people today who are going to try and make a living in this area um, in in twenty thirty and twenty forty so I think it's a very good thing and it's one of the campaigns that was quite is quite striking um I, at the conference uh, I was at in Bellina last week, um, it was interrupted was by the Fridays yeah. yeah, it was interrupted by the Fridays for future um, young people um quite um, spontaneously, and they were arguing exactly that that nobody is considering our future. That you know, the politicians and the decision makers do not look far enough into the future and are quite happy to satisfy the short-term vested interest demands of the moment, but not necessarily uh, weigh in with the proper consideration of what's lying down the road if we don't get things right um, in the next five years. So I think it's a good idea. I think it's one that um, certainly I'll be pushing uh, in the Irish context here. Um, now, people won't like it. Uh, I can't imagine your Dutch farmers would like, for example, the Futures Commission, a Futures Commission nope. over there, to start talking about the need for uh, drastic emission reductions from agriculture. It no, wouldn't go down well like here either. All. You know, but that's, I think, where we have to go in many respects.
1: I've got to go to my, bu- my book, Bear, because we talked about this the last time, uh, about wind farms offshore wind farms. And I'm just wondering why we haven't made any progress in Ireland on this. What do you think stopping this?
2: Well, I don't think it's NIMBYism for the offshore wind farms. Um, I think we're very late in starting. The technology has moved on. Other countries have developed different techniques. Um, but I'm very much in favour of them, providing they're positioned in such a way that they don't harm the marine environment and you know i have some concerns that if you start blasting away for foundations um for example for founded offshore wind farms then you, you you cause all sorts of problems for cetaceans and for dolphins and so on so floating wind farms could be the solution to many of these issues if, if they work mm-hmm. but we are behind the the, the We're behind the curve in Ireland, principally because the west coast is such a hostile marine environment. You know, we have waves of 20 20 meters plus in winter storms there, and that can cause an awful lot of damage to offshore installations there. So I think there's this concern about that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the, the winds, um, it's it's really frightening what you get, yeah. but I do see them as very important, uh, principally because um, they offer an opportunity for generating hydrogen. Um, yeah, well, that know, was my that's yeah, like a dynamo
3: thing. or something that you can uh, get the energy out of it, the the, the yeah. white power in that way, or a...
2: you can, and that's clean energy. Yeah. Uh, and and hydrogen, um, which could be generated in the middle of the night when demand is low which can be used to store energy effectively. And why I see that as important is that there will be some sectors of the economy which will be the last to decarbonise. And uh, foremost among those will be aviation and shipping, uh, where it's very hard to see renewable sources uh, providing the necessary energy intensity uh, for those. But hydrogen could. Uh, and therefore, if we can produce hydrogen cheaply from offshore wind, um, then we can, we can make progress in decarbonizing those sectors because those two sectors have been very recalcitrant about making any commitments over the past 20 years. And it is difficult to see, all right, what they can do, but they won't pay taxes, for example, readily for emissions even within the 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 marine jurisdictional areas very readily. But with with hydrogen, you could have an option down the road which would enable travel and enable flying to continue um, without necessarily causing environmental damage. And that, that I think, is the big thing for offshore wind. Ireland, in particular, though, has huge potential. But
3: that's interesting.
1: It would be good. So then you don't see anything wrong, for instance, in... Uh, I think it's Toyota recently, their new chief executive is saying that uh, they're not uh, going down the electric car route, but rather the the hydrogen car route. Uh, Mm. Do you see that maybe hydrogen cars and electric cars becoming uh, kind of sharing in the future 50-50 for for each? Or do you see... um, um, more options for for producing hydrogen and maybe, as you say, using them for planes or ships or, or cars? It's, it's, it's...
2: It depends on, on how efficient the technology of production becomes. Uh, inherently, you know, hydrogen produced uh, trains or, or cars would make less demands on valuable earth resources that are currently probably going to become limiting for battery production in the years ahead. So I, I think you know, that, that's one advantage which hydrogen might have um, in that area. Hmm. Um, but I, I don't see in the, in the next uh, 10 to 20 years it displacing um, lithium-ion technology in batteries. So Jan and I yeah, no, were right in
1: buying an electric car then up to Stuart now to get rid of that uh, uh, gas uh, gas guzzling uh, limousine. I heard today on the, the, no, over the weekend on the radio that the next uh, COP um, event is going to be held in the UAE. Is that a bit (laughs) bit ironic?
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's nobody very happy about this in the environmental community, as you can imagine. It's apparently going to be held in Dubai and it's going to be chaired by the United Arab Emirates um, oil minister. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it's not uh, what you might describe as as promising at this stage. I wouldn't write it off yet, but we we had a COP in Poland a few years back and uh, it was deliberately set in the middle of the coal mining areas of Poland. It didn't make much progress in, in that situation either. But you never know. I think the, the the situation is beginning to dawn even on people in that part of the world mm-hmm. that they, that you can't go on indefinitely. I was looking recently at some of the model outputs for temperatures on the Arabian Peninsula. And, you know, by 2060, 2070, you're looking at mean daily average maximum temperatures of over 50 degrees centigrade. Wow. So it's not a place that you're going to be able to go outside very much. It's not a place that you're going to be able to grow much. Um, Now, they may well be wealthy enough to put air conditioning into every house. and. Pull down that yeah. way, yeah, but well, how's that air the going to
1: be going to be powered? Well,
2: you know, this is yeah. it. It's going to, this is this is the big question, you know, yeah. solar or or I would hope, but uh, who knows? But I think they're they're going to realize soon that that's going to cost one way or another. But of course, the, the the downside of that is that the poorer people who won't be able to afford that, they will move and they will migrate and they will look for the yep. lifeboat countries of Northern Europe. Yeah, that's something uh, I was going to ask you do, you. do
1: you feel there's going to be a lot more displacement? I mean, I know around the, the Horn of uh, of Africa, there has been a, there is a lot of displacement at the moment. Do you think it's going to continue that way?
2: I think so. I think one of the key areas to watch is Bangladesh um, as well, the delta region of the Ganges Brahmaputra there. Um, <laughs> about a quarter of Bangladesh is less than two or three metres above sea level. And of course, delta regions are also regions which tend to subside under the weight of sediment that the big rivers bring down. So, if you have 160 million people uh, or more in Bangladesh and you, you, you're looking for a quarter of that land going with one to two meter rise in sea level, you're looking even in that one isolated area of huge displacement occurring. Uh, so, I think it's inevitable that we will see a lot more. Uh, of of migratory movement occurring. It may well be that climate change makes what we're seeing today across the Mediterranean rather small beer. Um, it, It may well be that we're facing a much bigger problem uh, with uh, displacement then perhaps we appreciate at the moment
1: so the, bl- our bl- the blind guys chat uh, world road tour should go to bangladesh uh, asap before it, uh, it's, it sinks under the water
3: well, we shouldn't fly there so we'd have no, to go by, to by both, yeah. Yeah, go yeah, by both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. listen john th- we, we really appreciate the time you've given us uh, and i say you, you've been in the media a lot so you, you must be tired of talking about about this <laughs> uh, but we, we really do appreciate no your, your, you down. coming on and it's great to talk to you and hopefully Hopefully you'll uh, you'll come and talk to us uh, on more occasions, but uh, for yep. the moment, uh, thanks very much for for coming on the podcast.
2: You're welcome. Yep. All the best, guys. Thanks, Rob. Yep.
1: Many thanks, Cheers. John. Thanks again, John. That was brilliant. We, I mean, It's nice always stuff. great to have you on, and I'm delighted that I decided to make that into two-parter because yeah. uh, I think it's better. Uh, you've given us lots of information, and it's always great to have you on the show. And, he's uh, brilliant. to love him. Yeah, he's, a
4: very, he's interesting. He, he's, he loves what he does. He's, he's got a huge amount of compassion. Yeah. You can hear that.
1: Yes, and we must say hello to Patricia's wife as well. Hi,
0: Patricia.
1: Hi, Patricia. Uh, Patricia. Larry <laughs> would send
0: his love, except he's fast asleep here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Patricia. He's very, very fond of Patricia. Mm-hmm.
1: So we do have going to play a little piece that Stuart actually did do some work before he allegedly went off to climb K2. Not K2. It is K2. Is that what you said in his voice? I thought it was K two. I was Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro, wasn't it? Okay. Kilimanjaro. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah like um, there must be beer up there to make him climb. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well said, Gary. Yeah, Would you, you, you
1: hate to be? Would you be hate to up to up there with with Stewart and and having the bottle of beer and you don't have a bottle opener? Would you be, <laughs> <you'd> be going <laughs> down
4: that that cliff fairly quickly? I'd you say. He'd with his teeth. <laughs> I only buy beers with a twist of caps. You can. You can I'm not going to waste time with bottle openers. Here. Can you? Is it? No, we get them here.
1: No, but Stuart did a thing. He was did a thing. He was in uh, Sight Village in Birmingham uh, last week, and he had a very busy time. He said it was very jammed. Lots of people there. But he did manage to talk to a fan of the podcast, uh, Mr. Tim Dixon, and he managed to nab him for a quick chat. So I'm going to
3: play that in now. You join me on the Blind Guys Chat Podcast live from Sight Village, at the East Coast rooms, uh, in fact, the East Side rooms in um, Woodcock Street in Birmingham. I'm with a, a, a friend of the show, a regular listener, Mr. Tim Dixon. Tim, welcome. Thanks for
5: the warm welcome there, Stuart. You are And I wish we was on East Coast. I've had I know. to travel so long. So where did you travel from today, first of all? Birmingham, and I traveled last night
3: overnight. Oh, you, okay, right. So um, listen, we were talking about the podcast and you've, you are a regular listener. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself because your, your brain
5: learning journey, which you were telling me off air,
3: is really interesting.
5: Yeah, yeah. so um, I started with my, my sight loss about seven years ago. And um, two, or three years ago, I, I realized I needed to start preparing for when I couldn't see to read the screen and attend calls for meetings. Um, So the Braillist charity, I I went through them and did their online course during Covid. Um, Yes, you can do a braille course online, they send you some materials and that was fantastic and got me up to grade one and um, then continued from there with access to work supporting a a braille device, uh, the Mantis Q40, for me to be able to practice my braille and get to a stage where hopefully one day I'll be able to Take part in meetings and read what's on the screen at the same time. Is, is is Braille now part of your working life? As in, does it form part? Does it form part of your work day? Honestly, not quite yet. Okay. So uh, I'll yes, my fingers on the Braille and and try and read a bit when I'm in calls to start to practice. But I've not got to the stage where because my eyes are still still have too much use. I go for the quick use even though I believe uh, they're useful Um, and I need to move away from that and use the Braille some more. It's a
3: really interesting uh, journey isn't it when you're in that space where you're looking you're trying to see ahead to the future I suppose you talked about the fact that your vision may not be as useful later on you want to be able to transition smoothly Um, so you're you're doing this stuff in advance getting this Braille learning in
5: yeah it's it's a a tough transition because there's also um learning jaws learning to navigate the the computer by keyboard commands rather than mouse and breaking that habit of just having the monitor on and having it really close to me and using the Zoom, it, it takes a lot of breaking, I've not succeeded yet Coming, coming from this coming to all this as a, somebody who was a sighted
3: user has this been a, do you find you're more tired at the end of the day, I remember talking to Oren about this and I think he would say, listening is so much more you really have to focus a lot more and maybe it's something I just haven't thought about as a congenitally blind person do you think it's, it's more tiring?
5: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the... Whereas when you've got sight, you can alternate your senses. So if you're using your eyes a lot during the day, you then go and watch some TV, okay, using your eyes, but using your ears and draw your senses. Whereas I find once to watch TV or read a book or do something, uh, the cognitive load has just gone. I'm fed up of listening to the computer talk to me um, and... you have to slow down you have to have that Mm -hmm. everything is through your ears is this your first time at the site village
3: exhibition it is yes and has it been interesting or overwhelming
5: or or a bit of both um very interesting i would say i was fairly prepared and i've got both um i'm staying for both days so i've not felt the pressure of needing to rush and see everything so that gives me a bit more space and in time. So I think that it down. It is a noisy and busy environment, but it's full of like-minded people. So and friendly, very friendly people.
3: Uh, Tim, it's been lovely to catch up with you. Really lovely because we know you've been listening to the show for a long time and it's nice to just have a little bit of space on this podcast episode to meet a friend of the show that I happen to run into. So thanks for joining us today. Stay in touch and... Good luck with your continued learning journey of Braille and JAWS.
5: Excellent. Thank you, Stuart. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. People up great
1: work. Yeah, Tim's a nice bloke. I think I'd like to get more, to know him a bit better. And my right. God, it sounded busy in the background. Of uh, It was very I busy. busy. Yeah, it was very yeah. busy. Yeah. 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 The thing does. I do wonder about those, you know, as you're going around, like if you're on your own,
3: mm.
1: how are you going to, how do you manage to, you know, like, you know, though, what's the one? Is it CSUN in, uh, in, yeah. in, in America? And it's, in this, it's generally in these huge, huge halls. It's like, mm. how do you find your way around these places? I was wondering all, the same thing. There, yeah. There's
4: so many voices and so many things you can walk into and there's expensive things. Uh, I wondered the same thing. I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. fine if you've got somebody with you that can guide you. Yeah. But mm. it's for It's for blind people. So what, what do you do if you rock up there all alone with your cane or your dog? Yeah. It's got to be difficult. Yeah, I don't
0: know how that works. I suppose they they probably have some volunteers or something to help, kind of.
4: Hmm. I
0: don't know. Yeah, they won't have a lot of volunteers. I'm not sure. Though. Maybe yeah. they've got like a three D map or something. Maybe they've got like one of those. What do you call those? Um, the puffy paint thing that Audrey used to have. Can't oh,
1: remember what it was called. Oh, I know. Um. Yeah, she, she did maths with it. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Well, that's, I, don't yeah, yeah, sure. I don't
0: know. Not sure. We'll have to go one of these do you days. You know what would be great, been?
1: actually, because Gary did a demo of it, the uh, sound. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, oh, yes, the,
4: the, the Seeing AI. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Wouldn't, be
1: great Gary, if, yeah. uh, wouldn't it be great if you could get the organisers to do a walkthrough of yes, each stall, yes, yes and then yes, you could download
4: soul. it? That's yes, that'll be idea. good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can you do but now, that Can you I, share people's? But, but now, in?
4: invariably, the thing is you, you'd now find the thing wants you to turn left at a certain spot and there's somebody staying, standing in your way.
1: Oh, well, just yeah. knock him yeah. down. Just, if you, just yeah. do it. Just do it. I just knock them down. I just you know, knock him down with Aaron's, a cane. Yeah, there you uh, go. Ladies, yeah, yeah. This is, is why
0: go. I'm so glad Orrin doesn't use a cane anymore. <laughs> he used to whip it at people's ankles.
1: If they're in my way, Claudia, they're getting. And like, there'd be a little
0: two year old, you know, and he'd fucking.
1: Uh, he's too young to be walking anyway. Um, there you go. The um, he should be holding his
4: mummy's hand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, do you want well we well, he's not here, so we can't do we can't really do the email jingle. So will we will Aww. we will we do the you know um what's the the one the one I like? You know? Well, you know, oh, the old uh, one? What's the, what's the no the old one, you know, like um well the the one that I haven't always dripping off, you know. Ding, emails. Ding, ding. We've got emails. We've got your emails,
0: yes, we do. do, do. But that's not, that's not our song, though.
1: Well, it is not. It sounds like a
4: cool song anyway. Yeah, okay, so. well, it'll do,
0: it'll do, it'll do. Okay,
4: okay. So Stuart
1: we'll...
0: will be laughing and up his sleeve at us now. He'll think we're ridiculous. Cause...
1: <laughs> well, that's why he's not freezing his... Big knob off on Kilimanjaro. I uh, thought you were going to say his beer bottles. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> so he's freezing his beer bottles off in Kilimanjaro. What's
0: the name of the sh- is it a Sherpa? They have Sherpas, don't they, to to like carry your bags so the climbers don't actually carry. They only carry like their. They just you know. carry Stuart's beer. Yeah. So the, <laughs> I wonder how many Sherpas he has for his beer. Yeah, beer. <laughs> and a bag of the crisps. Yeah. Oh, it's probably a box of crisps. <laughs> yeah. I say to keep him going.
1: Anyway, go on. So we so that's our email so, jingle done. Hello, Clara.
0: Hello, Uh, hi. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Demented.
0: Um, Yeah, we have two very short emails, actually. Very quick and to the point. Um, Anna Cody, who's becoming a regular, oh, has yeah, emailed yeah. and Hello, she Anna. Said,
1: hey, "She's been on before,
0: yeah." So she goes, "Hey, f- hey, folks! Just wanted to say I bought some TactiMark from RNIB. Love it. Thanks for the recommendation. Keep them coming."
1: Oh yeah, TactiMark. Actually, Absolutely. there's a there's a question we actually should ask mm-hmm. uh, Gary while he's here, because we were asking like guys in the last episode with keyboards mm-hmm. and that. Do you use bump-ons or TactiMark, or do you use any kind of identifiers no, just, on your
4: keyboard? No, just the normal keyboard. I mean, the, the F and the J is marked, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. good, that's good enough for me. So no, just the normal keyboard and that. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. Okay. And on my phone, I just I use think...
4: the on-screen, the on-screen braille keyboard. Or the, yeah, the on-screen, you know, the iOS on-screen braille yeah, keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah. that that works good for me. So I'm, that that's me. But I can understand why some people want uh, tactile keyboards. I mean, if, if there are people with big fingers with small keys, and if you go <laughs> blind. At yep. a fairly senior age, you're going to need help. They, they, you know, yeah. you, you will there could need be it. going be a
1: lot of senior moments going on. Yeah.
4: But, yeah. you know, it's funny because yeah. yeah.
0: when, when uh, I started doing a lot of work through Zoom and Teams and stuff, mm-hmm. I put a little tiny drop of TactiMark Mark on, was it the Alt and the F? No, it wasn't the Alt and the F4. I can't remember. The, the, the Leave Zoom um, keyboard, job, oh, yeah. whatever it was. Well, Alt F4 is mm-hmm. what I, do. I did. Alt F4, yes. I did it so that I could get my fingers in position and not look down at the keyboard because there's nothing worse than like you're saying goodbye to somebody and then you're kind of all you see is the top of their head while they're looking, <laughs> trying <they're looking> to, <laughs> try to find the keys. So I have I'm, I'm able to do that while looking at the screen or looking at the camera or whatever. It's grand. Hmm, so, yeah, it's okay. so even sight easy as Mark. Well,
1: I'm glad you're using the uh, TactiMark Mark uh, Anna Cody. Uh, have we got any more emails?
0: We do. We just got one there, just as you were calling um, Gary, actually. And it's from Kumar, who I don't think he's been on before.
1: Kumar. I don't remember the name. Okay. anyway. Kumar no, no, says, "Love it. the
0: show." Are you guys involved with any blind sports?
1: Uh, so for me, uh, some years ago, I haven't played in quite a long time, but I used to play blind tennis. Mm. Uh, and I played mm. for the uh, played for my country,
0: country twice. Yes.
1: Oh.
4: I used to play blind cricket when I was still oh. young and good. When, when I'm still, when I was still young and good looking, now I'm just good looking. Uh. Um, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was, yeah, was, was, was something
1: bad. that we were going to start here in Ireland. Yeah. But, uh, that Oren wanted to start in Ireland. Yeah.
4: It's, a, yeah. it's a huge yeah. amount of fun. How huge amount work? of fun.
1: So is well, it the same as the balls that have a little uh, bells in it, little ball bearings in it? To identify where yeah. It's no. The,
4: the, it's it's a standard cricket ball, but it's got. Um, it sounds like a big baby rattle. I don't quite know what they put into it. <laughs> and you roll the ball when you when you when you bowl. You don't oh, right. uh, throw it, we'll and it. then okay. you you sweep bat. So what you do is you pretty much go down on your knees or on your haunches and you sweep bat, and uh, okay. preferably your haunches so you can move backwards and forwards and give the ball okay, a good yeah. whack. Yeah. But yeah. Then you got a whole team of what B ones, which is your totally blind players. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. One, one guy will fall left, the other guy will fall right, and so you carry on, so you, you make so that when this ball travels from the bat, it's low down, so the people who fall makes a boundary wall, so to try and stop the, <laughs> the ball going through. Right. Behind them, behind them, you've got B2s and B3s who will catch the ball if it's airborne, you know, if you're going for a four oh, or a six. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, and, I mean, uh, if
0: you got a, cr- a cricket ball in the face, it would hurt though, right?
4: You wear a helmet. You oh, okay, wear a helmet. Okay. Look, uh, as when you when you're batting, you don't wear a helmet. Uh, but yeah. obviously the balls the balls on the ground, so they're it's been rolling. So yeah, they're not going to get. It. But I've taken a ball and a bat in the face because I was feeling I was fielding right by the um, right by the by the batsman, and this yeah. guy comes for this ball, but he connects the ball, the ball connects the helmet that I'm wearing, and followed shortly by the hat, so it was dong. Oh, oh
1: gosh. gosh. Oh, that
4: sounds. Uh, I was fine. My neck, my neck quite a bit sore because I jerked my neck back quite a bit. But uh, I was okay. There was no damage to my face. The helmet was, it, my face was engaged in this nice little metal fencing.
1: Yeah. Do you still follow cricket, even though you're obviously not you're not playing anymore? Do you? I still...
4: I haven't followed for for quite a while. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm very much into at the moment. I'm into my road running. I'm oh, really? getting back into oh, yeah. I'm getting back into it again. So um, I was out of it for about ten years or so because I could oh, I couldn't find sighted guides. Okay. Uh, that that's a bit of a problem I have. But I mean. Yeah. Uh, i've started now again in the last month or so and i'm okay. thoroughly enjoying it so I'm, I'm, i've am i got the motivation to get on the treadmill because once once a week or so i go out with a lady and we oh, we'll do a quick five k's here or there and you know just yeah. warm up and just go for it we're starting out slow so
0: and do you have you know, a tether is that how that works
4: yeah she wears a belt around her waist and there's yeah. another belt hooked, hooked into that belt yeah uh, with a loop on the end of that so then i hold on to that so that your arms can swing freely and you don't know, bash arms and that oh, that type okay, of thing. Okay, that makes All oh,
2: right.
3: Of
4: sense. Yeah. And now, so you to
0: find somebody who does the same pace as you,
4: though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now, if she turns left, she's on my left hand side. So when she turns left, I just casually put the back of my hand on her hip just to feel exactly the angle that she's turning. it. You know, because if she says turn oh, left, okay. how sharp must she how turn it and for turn? how long? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just get the exact. Pop a
0: quick feel there.
4: That, oh, yeah, of course. And it's, we both like <laughs> it. <And laughs> you know. So I, I gauge the exact way that she's turning, and you know sometimes if there's a dustbin in the way, they've got to sort of yank your arm. Come, brash, 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 speed bump, okay, speed bump coming in, <laughs> in three, two, one, up. You know that type of thing. Yeah, so yeah. It, there's there's a lot of concentration, yeah. but yeah. you learn you learn to to work with the one that's running with you. You you so you develop a technique. Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, very much. Very, very hard good, on the knees, though,
1: awesome. isn't it so, I mean, you're, you're No, on, no, you're depends, road, it
4: depends. It depends. I'm on the road, but there's also a bit of trail running. Depends on your running shoes and depends how you land on your feet. You know, people mainly yeah. run flat foot. Yeah. They just oh, put yeah. their foot down, plop. You land on your heel, roll your foot and come up on your toes. Right. Right. That, so that, like that's the gate, proper basically. way to do it. Yeah, That's right. That's right. Ah. Oh, okay. I yeah. don't
0: think Warren and I will win any prizes running anytime soon.
4: <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I'm really very watching. out of it. I'm not fit at the moment, but I'll tell you what, there was a time. I mean, my best time for a 10K... Uh, Ten years ago was one hour two minutes that's, that's pretty where the sighted guide. and my best time for well a wait my best time twenty one was uh, two hours thirty Wow yeah hell,
0: very, that's good. very good. Orin was a, si- a- blind cyclist for a while
4: mm i 've done the argus cycle tour here they they have the argus cycle tour it 's a world renowned bicycle race uh, every oh. year at around about March. There are thousands of cyclists that come from all over the world, and uh, they do the Argus. And there are plenty of blind people on tandems. It's one of our it's one of our big things that happens here in South Africa.
1: Get off. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. That was really quick. That was lovely, though. That was brilliant to have Gary on. Gary, thanks so much <laughs> yeah. for filling in. So no, thank you, guys. It was absolutely
4: was fabulous. And hopefully, thank you
1: might do it again. I'd love You're available. to. I'd love we to do yeah, it. Yeah, we, we keep your number.
4: Please do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will see Please you do. in two weeks' time. Thanks, Gary. Cool. Thanks, guys.
2: easyproductions.com.